This is the John Oakley Show podcast. 446, we'll get to the news in 14 minutes. And uh, one of the stories, I guess I can preempt the newscast insofar as the legislature passing a bill earlier today. They came back on Monday, as you know, uh, for an extraordinary session dealing with the potential of a power worker strike. Uh, The OPG supplies about 50% of the power to Ontario businesses homeowners, the whole nine yards, and that was considered by the government to be a perilous situation if the lights would go out uh, during the winter time and uh, just after the holiday season or the wind-down would start, too, with the nuclear plants in Darlington and Pickering. So let's find out how this all played out earlier today and uh, in the days preceding. Stephen Lecce has joined us, the MPP for King Vaughan and the Parliamentary Assistant to the Premier. Stephen, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Hi there. Thank you so much, John. Good to be with you. So uh, how'd the vote go? What was the tally finally? We had a overwhelming majority. Conservatives voted, of course, uh, along with, I believe, a few independent members for it. I don't recall the exact number, John, but let's just say the people of Ontario should know that due to the decisive uh, intervention by the Premier, the Minister of Energy, and the Labour Minister, the lights are going to be on this Christmas. And I think for us, this was uh, an economic imperative tax, but not just a, also a quality of life one. I mean, as you know, a hospital, they only have by generation capacity for some days. My grandmother's in a long-term care centre up in Vaughan, and you, know, you don't want to think about the worst case, but as a government, I mean, as public office holders, we have to. And so we put the public interest first, and we got this bill passed, and notwithstanding the delay tactics and the political games by some members of the NDP and others, we thought that, you know, you, you got to have a stable energy supply, particularly in the winter. And I thought that'd be an issue that'd bring people together. Right? It's a fairly common-sense measure, but uh, anyway, we got it done, and I think people at home should be rest assured that we've got a bill that will protect the power supply and ultimately ensure that we've got a steady stream of uh, electricity for folks uh, across the province. And yet you allude to the worst-case scenarios. You talked about, you know, your grandmother up there in a, uh, right. a home in uh, Vaughan. You know, the NDP, the opposition, basically said this was all fear-mongering. Well, the independent electricity system operator, which is essentially the independent regulator. Look, John, if you say, you know, Lecce, what do you know? Are you an expert on energy? Fair enough. So let's let's talk to the regulator. Let's talk to the experts who have a legal and a moral responsibility uh, to provide facts to the public. This is what they said, that if we, they concluded that Ontario would not have electricity need to meet consumer demand resulting in brownouts and blackouts if this strike proceeded. Now, remember, the 21-day notice was called last Friday. So we're on day five, entering day six of that strike notice. And if we didn't introduce and pass this legislation today, again, the independent electricity system operator has said, not me, they said that uh, tomorrow, and and regulators and the the regulations require this, we would have had to commence the the, uh, shutdown of nuclear units at our nuclear reactors. It's a very serious issue. Look, it's a sombering issue. I'm a first-time elected member. This is not something you want to have to deal with, but you have to deal with it. And parliamentarians should not put blind affinity to blind ideology out of the public interest. Like I saw some of the New Democrats do. I thought, for crying out loud, if there's an issue that should bring us together, it's keeping the lights on in the middle of the winter. But they didn't. And so they resorted to, you know, um, rhetoric as the ones you said. But the facts speak for themselves that we would have they, the OPG, the Ontario Power Generation, produces just over 50 percent of electricity in the province. When you shut them down on an indefinite basis because of a strike, a strike supported by the NDP, then, of course, we know, you know, that that would affect uh, folks around the province, particularly in the north, where they have 100% dependency on OPG energy. Uh, but of course, even me in Toronto, if I ride a GTA riding in King and Vaughan, we would all be affected, industry would be affected, families would be affected. So we took action and look, we, we got it done. I mean, uh, this is what we're supposed to do. You know, I, I, I think it is very much in keeping with 
our um, mantra as a government of doing acting decisively. The premier was very decisive when they went on strike notice Friday. Like it was minutes that we were told we got to go back. The minister of energy, the labor minister, the premier of Ontario, Doug Ford. They were very immediate, and I think that's the style of leadership people like about this premier, that he acts quickly, decisively, and ultimately gets the job done. And that's the measurement by which I can go home this Christmas knowing that we've done done something right. Stephen Lecce, again, MPP for King Vaughan. All right, uh, Mike Schreiner with the Green Party says that uh, if the premier, you know, uh, was really committed to this, he should declare uh, the OPG an essential service. Would you agree with that? You know what, I, I, I think the, the fact of the matter is what we focus on this week, to be frank, was keeping the energy on. I think in 2019, uh, Mike Schreiner is a very decent man and the Premier and others, we could have that debate. Um, for me, this week was not about, you know, looking long term into that. I think it's a fair question to ask, but it's not one I'm prepared to answer today. I think the focus of today was the passage of legislation to make sure that my grandmother and you, John, and your listeners, the hundreds of thousands, millions of listeners across the province, are able to have energy. And so I think step one was getting that passed. We've done that. Happy to ponder that, consult my constituents, and return to your show in 2019. But look, I just don't think that's the immediate focus. I think it's a fair point. Uh, but for us, Bill 67, protecting Ontario's power supply, was very much about uh, ensuring that consumers have access to electricity in the midst of the winter. And that's... I'm proud to report that's done. All right. So, Stephen, this now goes to arbitration. How is that going to work? Will that not be more expensive, as some critics are saying? Well, we think it's the, the best practice because, remember, they've been negotiating since March. The, the union had not been able to reach an agreement with management. Now, the union leadership uh, days ago or some recently came to us indicating that, look, we, we've got a deal with the government. I think we're going we're gonna to encourage our members to sign it or to sign, you know, to, to vote for it. And as you know, the, the membership of the union disagreed with the leadership of the union. So we were under the impression that this was going to pass. Of course, it didn't. And they gave us a strike notice on Friday, and that's the same day, in effect, we introduced our, 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 our well, we gave notice that we'll be introducing legislation to act on this. So we think that we've respected the fair bargaining process, but now arbitration will deliver a resolution that's generally equitable for both parties. But at the end of the day, um, we think it'll be, you know, good for the taxpayer, but ultimately good for the consumer, for the family, for the senior, for the small business folk who doesn't have energy. I mean, the, the economic cost, you know, to not having energy, uh, let alone for small businesses as we lead into uh, the labor, to Boxing Week and all that, and just for people in the winter. I mean, it, no, are, I understand the convenience or the inconvenience of it all, but uh, this is where I'm questioning whether or not, you know, arbitration versus a negotiated settlement is going to cost the ratepayer more or the taxpayer yeah. more, and uh, how soon does that process kick in uh, to resolve this? And then uh, how long a term is it before there's a potential for a strike again? Or is that going to be taken off the table, ultimately, with uh, power being considered an essential service? Well, the, 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 set, the, the process for negotiations essentially will recommence in, in very short order. Now, they've been negotiating since March, as I say, they reached an impasse. So this will now force the parties to come to a table with a fair arbiter that will provide a resolution that we think will both be in the interest of the taxpayer, but really in the interest of the consumer, as I've just enumerated. Uh, with respect to its coming into force, uh, it has an, uh, an immediate coming into force because, as you know, the strike could have taken place in a matter of days from today. So both of those, to answer the question, uh, both of those are prescribed in the legislation, and we think that that is in the public interest. We also feel strongly that, you know, uh, there's got to be some sort of statute limitation on, you know, they, 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 they negotiated, they've negotiated, we've stayed out of the process to respect for bargaining, but it comes to a point where government's got to act. And I made this point to the NDP this morning in the legislature, and my goodness, they weren't pleased with me because I was calling out the hypocrisy. 
that the New Democrats only a year and a half ago were urging the government of the day to act in the interest of the taxpayer, in the interest of the consumer, the small business person, whatever, uh, to uh, to keep the energy on. And then, of course, the 2018 NDP, the, the very you know the the ever changing uh, you know ideological uh, position of the NDP. Now they're very much against it, and they they indicate they use the, every tool at their disposal. And, and you know they had an option. I said to them, folks, you had four chances to pass this quickly. Like you know, you said you need to read the the, the bill. So you didn't vote for it on first reading. How about second? How about the third time? How about the fourth time? We shouldn't have had to be here on Thursday. We could have got this done on Tuesday, and we could have given market certainty and certainty to families who are entering the Christmas season, and I think, you know, not unreasonably want to make sure that they don't need to go buy a generator for an indefinite period of time. So the legislation, we think, as it is written, mandates the parties to come together, gives that authority to an independent voice, an arbiter, uh, and it will start and commence uh, almost immediately, in effect, to help get them to the table and ultimately get a decision. Now, remember, we called on both parties, John, to mm-hmm. be fair, every single day this week, including last Friday when they went on strike notice, saying, before right. we introduce legislation, please come to a resolution. Continue your negotiating. Do it yourself. But, you know, obviously, there's a time, uh, you know, there's a bit of a red line that you pass when you start to think, my goodness, in a matter of days, because of legal regulations, we'd have to start shutting off nuclear sure. units. But so I guess you got it done to today. I mean, that's I've got to cut you for time here, but uh, everybody wants to go home for Christmas. So uh, every, all parties uh, were OK <laughs> finally signing off on this and then beating it out the door. I'm guessing that's how this played out. That's essentially it. And yeah. I think just to answer your earlier question, John. The amendments that we passed today in uh, part of the Labor Relations Act, Mm -hmm. they prohibit and stop any strike or lockout essentially between OPG and the union for the current rounds of bargaining. And all matters in dispute will be referred to a neutral mediator or arbiter for a fair dispute resolution process. And we think that that is consistent with other um, uh, back-to-work legislative uh, uh, bills we've, the government's past and present have... uh, I got you, Steve. I got to let you go on that note, but uh, thanks a lot for how this all played out. Uh, Now we're better served for it and also better served to know that the the power stays on uh, in the foreseeable future. Good to talk. Thank you. you. Yep. Have a good day. And you, Stephen Lecce, again, MPP for King Vaughn. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.